This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, you want to let that go as long as it can, but like we talked about. Fly ball, belted. He's back. Long home run. How far up the bleachers is that going? Sorry, Tom. No. That was crushed. Eighth home run. I'm glad that was worth being interrupted. (laughs) That ball was hammered. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. And joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Cody Decker, host of the Bet MGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. And down the line is its opening day. We've got seven games. We've got more games tomorrow. we got season things to look at with Cody. Cody, let's just start here. Are you ready for today? Are you ready for this? We're back. Baseball's back. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to be more busy in my life. I'm fired up. we got games all day long, not to mention apparently Sunday breakfast games going to be taking place on Peacock and apparently some more games on Apple. It's awesome. I streamed up to like 90 different like uh, streaming services. It's awesome. I'm broke. I cannot wait for baseball. <laughs> well, in order to watch baseball now, you need all these streaming services. So we're, we're glad you have it. Get to the games today and what you like today, but big pictures. We haven't chatted in a while on this show. Uh, tell us where your head's at with futures in terms of World Series, in terms of teams you like. Uh, I, I, I know you're high on the Seattle Mariners, and they've been one of those teams kind of polarizing. Great year last year, just missed the playoffs, added a lot. But a lot of people think they come back to earth this year. You're high on them. Tell us what you think in the futures market. Exactly the opposite, right? 450 to win the division of the AL West. I think they're going to win that division. How deep do they get in the playoffs? Probably not very, but that doesn't matter. It's about getting to the playoffs. It's been 20 years. This team desperately needs to do it. And this is a team that only missed the playoffs by three games last year. And this was a team that has added Adam Frazier, Jesse Winker, uh, Cy Young Award winner uh, Robbie Ray, among others. This is a team that's got a lot of things to like. The Astros are still a very good team, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion anymore that they win the West. Losing out on Carlos Correa is not a small thing. They don't have George Springer anymore, not to mention Justin Verlander coming back from a Tommy John surgery. Now, Tommy John surgery, not the big problem that it used to be but let's be real clear the guy's pushing 40 years old he's not a kid anymore so I'm not expecting the Justin Verlander that we always used to see not to mention the A's are currently a double A team so really this division is wide open the Texas Rangers got better but they're not going to finish anywhere better than third and the Angels are going to be a little bit better this year so I'm really excited for some AL West baseball and I really, really dig the Mariners. Again, they're not a World Series team, but they are a potential playoff team. And there's 12 spots in the AL this year. I, I want to stay 
uh, West for a minute there because the Angels were a team that really disappointed a season ago. Obviously, you deal with all the injuries once again, but I feel like they've set up their team. Now, now they may not have the depth in the rotation that they really want, but they've set up the team to be in a better spot. They've got Walsh now. Now that's solidified how strong he can be. You need Rendon to stay healthy. Obviously, the whole lineup to stay healthy. But are you buying into what Cindergard can be? Because if, if he can turn back the clock a little bit and he's out there every fifth day for you, I feel like that really changes the complexion of that team. I feel really bad about saying this because I'm a Cindergard fan. I like him on and off the field. But here's the thing. There's something about the Mets ex-players that I simply do not comprehend. If you play for the Mets and have one good season, a la 2015 for Noah Syndergaard, you're able to somehow turn it into a seven-year longer career. I do not comprehend it. He has not been healthy since 2015. He honestly hasn't been very good since then, only when he's healthy, and he's never healthy. Now, am I buying that he can be the Syndergaard of old? Yes, I can't believe I'm doing that, but I think I'm more feeling that with my heart than I am my head. I don't know what to expect out of Noah Syndergaard. If he could stay on the field, yeah, he's going to bolster the hell out of that starting rotation. But you're putting a lot of eggs in one basket if you think Noah Syndergaard's going to be staying on the field all season long. Love the Mariner pick. What are some of your other favorite division winners? Looking up and down the league, I think it's, uh, you know, everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to win the division. And you know what? They're probably right, because this is the greatest team I've ever looked at ever. And the only team that I thought looked almost as good as this team that they're currently rocking is the team they were rocking last year. This is just an unreal team adding Freddie Freeman. You lose out on your closer and Kenley Jansen, and all you do is possibly upgrade by bringing in Ke- uh, Craig Kimbrell. Now, I know Ke- Craig Kimbrell had a rough second half of the season being in the eight, uh, eighth inning for the Chicago White Sox, but that's not his role. He's going to be in the back end of that Dodgers bullpen. It's going to be really great. Another team, obviously, a lot of people are talking about the Blue Jays are currently sitting plus 800 to win the World Series. However, I'm still not sold on one thing, and it's a team that I think is criminally never discussed, and I don't know why we never talk about them, because they win every single year, and it's a, a model that we all we all strive to do, and that's the Rays model. We can sit here and pretend all day long the Rays are a low-rent franchise. They just traded away Meadows, their all-star infielder. Listen, if the Rays trade someone, look at that trade over and over and over again, because I don't know how, but the Rays won. The Rays win every trade they're in. It makes no sense at all. Whoever they got from Detroit Tigers is probably the greatest player who ever lived and will lead them to the World Series because that's how the Rays do it every single year. The Boston Red Sox, their pitching staff is hurt. The Yankees, they can be up and down. We know they're going to be a juggernaut, but up and down. The Rays are the team we should all be looking at because until the Rays get knocked out of that top spot, which they never seem to be in the AL East, I'm not looking at anybody else except for the Tampa Bay Rays. Cody, give us your sleeper team. Maybe a team that's projected to you know, lose more than they win, right? A team under five, but you like them. Every year there's one that they just kind of pop and come from nowhere. Uh, who do you like this year? A sleeper team that's going to go over their win total. Um, 77 and a half wins. I can't believe this is where they're currently sitting at. The Detroit Tigers. They're in an AL Central, a division that is not exactly the most dynamic division in baseball. You got the White Sox over there. The Twins are bolstering themselves. They just made a trade today for Chris Paddock. Um, but there's, there's, 
there's a lot up for grabs there. You, you know the Guardians aren't going to be doing much. Uh, you know that the Royals are getting better, but they're a sub-500 team at best. The Detroit Tigers made some moves. Javi Baez, you got Scooble coming back. Casey Mize had an incredible year last year. Uh, on top of that, they also picked up Meadows. This is a team that I think could win 85 games and push the possibility of making the playoffs. Do I expect them to be a playoff team? Probably not, but I do think they'll be in the hunt with about four games left at the end of the season. I would take the over on the Tigers, 77 and a half. I think it's very good value. Some uh, National League clubs, and we start out West, and most people would assume we're going with the Dodgers, but I, I want to hit on a team that's, that had all the hype last year, and they're kind of flying under the radar because they don't have their superstar at the very start, even though that is an extremely talented roster. The San Diego Padres are 18 to 1 to win the World Series. What do we think about the pods going in? I think they're good chance to make the playoffs and when you get to the playoffs it can be anybody's game especially there's one thing the Padres have over the Dodgers in fact they have it over pretty much everybody in the National League right now and this is what we thought last year going into last season but then everybody got hurt they have pitching depth out quite frankly out the wazoo looking at it I mean they just picked up Manaya. Manaya was an incredibly good pickup uh on top of that you know they just traded away Chris Paddock but they got a healthy U Darvish starting this season you got Blake Snell if Blake Snell can be a semblance of what he was in Tampa he doesn't need to be the Blake Snell at all he doesn't need to be a Cy Young award winner he needs to throw strikes and not walk guys if he does that like he did last season from August on this is going to be a very scary team oh not to mention Joe Musgrove I personally think is the best pitcher on that pitching staff, a guy that no one ever talks about. This is a pretty good team, even without Fernando Tatis Jr. They went and got Lucas Voigt. That's a great pickup. They needed some right-handed power. They still have Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth. This is a team that's going to put some runs on the board. And that's without Fernando Tatis Jr., who will be back this season. Thank God, because I need to see some sweet plays. Yeah, and we're talking to Cody Deck. All right, go ahead, Aaron. Just jump right on me. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. Uh, league winners are you looking at? League winners? I, I, I feel like there's no value in saying the Dodgers. There just isn't. Um, they, they're far and away, on paper, the best team and the best odds to win the World Series, plus 500, in fact. Uh, but on the AL side, I'm really big, really big on the Chicago White Sox. Um, this uh, They're going to crush their division. I think Lucas Giolito is a sleeper. Not even a sleeper. He's currently 10-1 to 1 to win the Cy Young. He is my American League futures pick to win the Cy Young. He's going to be signing one hell of a contract going forward. Um, this is a team that's just going to be good. They don't need Lance Lynn to start the year. Dylan Cease is my strikeout prop king every single time he starts. He hits 10 Ks. I love this team offensively as dynamic as it gets. They're young and they are just ran by an old man that no one listens to. I love it. <laughs> Cody Decker joining us here. Cody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply defense and we we, we kind of do this every year and the Giants caught the ball better than anyone last year they won 107 games two teams I, I wonder about Phillies everyone knows they're not going to catch the ball well it's just a bad no. defensive team 
the Yankees basically traded for defenders. They traded for kind of Falefit shortstop. They brought Donaldson in a little bit for his bat, but they wanted his glove. How important is this? Because the Yankees think defense can help them win more games. The Phillies think, ah, no big deal. We don't need defense. I mean, it just, it's a give and take. You, you, are you, if you're way overweighing how good your offense is through your defense, can score eight runs a game. I'm assuming they can catch 27 balls before the other team scores eight runs. That is a, that is an offense in the National League that truly, truly, truly scares me. Oh, and by the way, the best Philly pickup this offseason wasn't Kyle Schwarber or Nick Cassianos. By the way, Nick Cassianos, my, uh, my sleeper pick for, uh, MVP this year, 35 to one is where I found him. I also found him at 50 to one at one place. I don't know how, uh, Nick Cassiano is going to have a monster year. So is Kyle Schwarber, but they are not the pickup that the Phillies truly needed. The pickup they needed was Kenny long, the very best hitting coach in the history of major league baseball. He's the reason Kyle Schwarber went there. He's probably a reason why Nick Cassianos went there. You imagine Nick Cassianos in a full season of Kenny long. He's going to hit 70. <laughs> See, I, it's, because you know, in recent years, I hear so many uh, people say that hitting coaches don't matter. Pitching coaches versus hitting coach, the impact uh, is real on the pitching side, but the hitting not so much. But you can actually speak to that. Can you, can you talk about that? Because I, I, I find it funny that some people just throw that to the side and never take into account a hitting coach. Anyone that says that is just either has never played this game a day in their lives or truly has no idea what they're talking about. A good hitting coach is hard to come by. And here's one thing between the pitching side and the hitting side. Where we are metrically, we are mechanically, where we are um, with the numbers, everything, pitching is just miles ahead of hitting. You know, every every advent of Rapsodos and technology is all on the pitching side. They're trying to implement it on the hitting side. You've been watching them try to implement it on the hitting side for years. Unfortunately, just too many variables, it seems like, and too many differences as far as body types, as far as pitch selection, as far as uh, pitch recognition. So it's kind of hard to fit everything under one model. As far as pitching, you're able to kind of put things under one model and train in a very specific way. So what does a good hitting coach do? He communicates with his players. That's one on the very top of the list, which is surprisingly very difficult to do. It's taking a very difficult concept, making it uh, individual to every single hitter because it's not one hat size fits all. You got to basically do everything individual to each guy. And then, you know, basically work on hitting. Everyone can work on a swing. You have to learn approach. You have to know what's coming. You have to know what to look for. You have to, there's so many variables to hitting. It's ridiculous. I can do a 20 hour show on it right now. And it'll, and quite frankly, you might not even get better listening to it because you have to be able to implement it. That's why a hitting coach is so, so important. And at the end of the day, the hitting coach isn't the one in the batter's box. Let's talk about some of these games that you like today. Asking about Corbin Burns and his strikeout prop right now on FanDuel, it's seven and a half. Um, do you like the over here? And if you do, would you just take a look at like eight plus strikeouts and it's plus money? Um, possibly. I do like the over eight plus strikeouts. That's a kind of a sweet spot number. I'm going to still take the over on that, especially with plus money. And here's why one Corbin Burns two Chicago, uh, Chicago Cubs three. The weather's terrible. The weather is going to be brutal, and I do not expect a lot of guys to be making a ton of contact. I know this doesn't seem like much, but when the weather, even when the weather's blowing out sometimes, that can get in certain hitters' heads. And when you're facing arguably one of the best pitchers in the National League in Corbin Burns, I am not expecting a lot of contact on that side. I'm expecting a little bit more contact on the Brewers' side with Kyle Hendricks on the mound. 
Uh, early in this season, Cody, what do you think about strikeout process? We were talking about before you hopped on because, you know, Bieber's pitching, pitching today, guys that usually go over their prop. Do you think we're going to see – we have about a, a little less than a minute left. Do you think we're going to see – Short, uh, the pitchers go shorter the first few weeks of the season because the, the slow buildup in spring training? Or do you think Bieber, Burns, they'll strike out all their guys they usually do? Or do you think less innings, less strikeouts early on? I think it depends on which team and which guys. What are the workloads in spring training? How many of them have been able to get up there? I'll give you a name right now. I'm not going to take a single strikeout prop for, on all season long. And that's uh, Kopech over at the White Sox. Guy's supposed to be a strikeout monster, especially with his size and his velocity. But he's already said he thinks pushing him to five innings is a bit of a reach. That's not something you want to hear from one of your starting pitchers. It is not. Appreciate hopping on. Enjoy opening day. It's, it's going to be fun, Cody. We'll talk to you again soon. Cody Decker on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll dive back into the Masters on the other side. I'm watching it on my app. They've teed off. Tiger is playing. We'll talk about it all. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.